ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. Welcome into the Tuesday, June 30th edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We are presented this hour by, of course, Miller Lite. They got the phone lines at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Miller Lite hold true, great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer this hour, of course, as always, brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Coming up here in the next couple of minutes, we're going to hear from David Kahn from the West Virginia Power. As major news coming out of minor league baseball today, and how does that impact the West Virginia Power? David Kahn now joins me on the program. And unfortunately, this is not Swan and Kahn, that always fun get-together when we're on the radio together. Nope. Uh, it's not, unfortunately. This is uh, this is a pretty sobering day, Paul. So the news just comes out. Minor league baseball, there will not be a season this year. How does that impact the power? What is the impact? Uh, it's a huge impact. I mean, obviously we haven't been open uh, for the start of the season since April, but uh, just to have it you know, be finite, and say that, you know, this season is uh, done and not happening uh, is really tough. And it impacts everyone, you know, all the way up from our owner, uh, Tim Wilcox, all the way down to uh, our game day staff members who are, you know, losing out on quite a bit of income uh, for, you know, for this year. And uh, it's really tough uh, to deal with that and see that. Um because, you know, we, we certainly care about everyone that's a part of this organization. And uh, for them to not be a part of, you know, what we're doing this year and for us to not be able to put on a season this year is just really tragic. Are there any contingency plans, anything in the works to maybe try to bring baseball to Appalachian Power Park that's not minor league baseball affiliated? Is there a fallback? We're... Yeah, we're exploring all options. Um, University of Charleston will be holding a couple of camps here and playing a few, you know, small inner squad exhibition type things here uh, in the next couple of weeks. And we're exploring uh, all options, you know, travel tournaments. Um, you know, we're, we're looking at anything possible to just have some events here and, and allow people to uh, experience some type of normalcy here at the ballpark and just really give them an escape from everything that's been going on. But, uh, you know, it's, it's obviously really tough. And uh, not something we anticipated having to deal with, but we're uh, we're working through it day by day. But we're also, you know, we have to monitor what's going on uh, in West Virginia and around the world with what's going on with the COVID-19 pandemic, because there are spikes that are uh, coming back up and, and hitting again. And we need to be wary of those. And, and safety is going to be our top priority no matter what. How detrimental is this going to be across minor league baseball? The power, of course, our main concern, but there are franchises that are well, on the verge. They're uh, teetering every year for existence, and without baseball for any of these cities, there could be some teams that maybe go down the hole a little too far. A lost season of income uh, is very tough financially for any minor league team. Uh, How it impacts everyone else, um, you know, it impacts everyone, every team uniquely and individually, just like you mentioned. 
And uh, it hurts anybody, regardless of whether it could possibly force them to go under. Uh, you know, I'm not really at liberty to say, but uh, it's a very tough pill to swallow and one that's not a quick recovery. Uh, just like we're all saying that, you know, our world is not going to quickly recover from all the lost income we've had from the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, we're not going to recover, you know, from a lost season of, of everything in, in a year. It's going to take a while to come back from this. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're sticking around. We're, you know, we, we, we are, we're going to be in this community uh, no matter what, uh, you know, people say. We're going to continue to exist and be a part of the fabric of this organization and, and, and this community and this city because, you know, this is our home and we feel like we're a part of it. And, you know, we, we want to, to continue to show that no matter what. David Kahn's my guest, broadcast and media relations manager for the West Virginia Power. The news comes out just moments ago that, of course, minor league baseball not having a season this year, and that impacts the power directly as there will not be a West Virginia Power season. So as far as some of the incidentals are concerned, season ticket holders, uh, what information do they need to know, or has the team released that information yet? Yeah, so we have released that information. That came out along with the release. Um, all of our people who have purchased season tickets, uh, group packages, you know, mini plans, single-game tickets will be getting an email from us uh, with information further on uh, how they can handle those tickets uh, for this year and for next year. Um, you know, we are, uh, you know, we're, we are still maintaining that we are going to have a season next year, and so we're certainly encouraging everyone to – uh, push forward to next year and just kind of roll everything over into the into the 2021 season. But uh, there's more information for anyone who purchased the ticket, um, and there's information on our website regarding that as well. Will the power try to continue on with some of the season benchmarks? Of course, fireworks a big deal. A lot of people look to the West Virginia Power when it comes to fireworks during this time of year and other community events. Uh, what are the short-term and long-term plans if you have them? Yeah, so, uh, again, it really all depends on, you know, health regulations and safety regulations. Uh, we will not be hosting our 4th of July fireworks show like we have in years past. Um, it's just not safe right now to do so um, and to have people in the ballpark, so that's very unfortunate. But, uh, like I said, we're looking at all possibilities for things down the road, but it has to be safe first and foremost to have people in the ballpark and allow the amount of people that we want to be in the ballpark um, to enjoy these types of festivities to really come in there and and, you know, feel safe and comfortable to come out to the ballpark and, and enjoy themselves. David, come with me, broadcast and media relations manager of the West Virginia Power. So for you personally, um, what happens now? I mean, I know you've got other things <laughs> going on, but... Uh, Great yeah, question. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, what, what, I mean, as, as a friend, man, what's, what's up? What's next for you? Uh, you know, the Power have been really, have been a, a stand-up organization during all of this. Um, you know, we are, uh, we are all still working, uh, either in the office or remotely. Um, and you know, it's, I've been very grateful to them for that and, and to our ownership and our leadership team for all of that. Uh, so for right now I'm here, uh, I'm here until hopefully college football starts in the fall. And then I will be heading back to, uh, yonder North Carolina for my UCLA hosting duties. And, uh, you know, hopefully that isn't affected by this either, but. Uh, I'm here for the time being and, and trying to, you know, continue to be a part of this community and, uh, you know, helping these fans and, and our staff get over the fact that we're not going to have a season here for the first time uh, since 1987. Were you even born in 1987? <laughs> no, I was seven years removed. <laughs> 
I mean, it's a legitimate question, David. It's really 1994. I hey, my birthday is in 13 days, so. I mean, I was just trying to do the math in my head. I was just trying to think. Were you? I, I'm 26. Okay. I, I will be 26 in 13 days. Man, you're so young. You're still so young, David. Shush. Oh, shush. <laughs> David Kahn with me from the West. I know. I'm trying to make you laugh, man. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you smile so just a little bit. right now, but I, I, I appreciate it. It's really, it's, this has been a tough day. I mean, we've been anticipating this coming for a little bit, but it's still tough to, to have it be real. Yeah, it's, um, I mean... All kidding aside, trying to trying to find some humor here for us. Um, it's it's tough because yeah, this is um, this yeah. is a part of the community. I mean, I um, I felt the same way when the Huntington Blizzard were no longer a, th- a thing, and that was a permanent uh, loss here. This is one season, but still, it feels the same in so many ways. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, this is uh, a very very tough thing to deal with for a lot of people, and we you know, can't brush it off as like, oh yeah, this happened, you know, whatever, we'll get over it. Like, no, this is, this is supremely tough to deal with. And, uh, it's very tough for a lot of different people in a lot of different areas, uh, of this organization and of the community, uh, for a variety of reasons. So no, you, you can't just kind of say like, all right, well, season's canceled, you know, we'll move on. Uh, this is, this is tough to swallow. And the bigger picture, of course, um, major league baseball as well. We don't even know if that's going to fully get off the ground we're hoping i know there's some sort of we hope up. it does yeah but yeah we don't know yeah you know, we, don't know. we don't know and the same thing can i mean be said three for players have else. already said they're not going to play so um we have no idea yeah and that's happening as well and uh, other sports basketball uh football we haven't yeah. got to that point yet but uh hockey as well uh you're hearing players talk about maybe not feeling comfortable not and, wanting to do this and, and i know you want your hockey ball so well i want my hockey but i want everyone to be healthy too i mean i'm um Oh, of course. Of yeah, course. I mean, yeah. yeah, I want my hockey, but at the same time, uh, this um, this is a uh, uh, this is a virus that doesn't play around. Especially if you catch it, respiratory issues, uh, it's it, it doesn't oh, yeah. play around. And it does not at all. Yeah, I I'm happy to not have a season if uh, we get everybody back healthy the next season. Um, was there any talk? One hundred percent agree. Yeah, was there any talk of trying to maybe? I don't know if the logistics of this make it even possible. It might have been a nightmare, but to maybe push the season back further or or shoot for a spring season? There was, but, you know, with the current state of everything right now and the possible threat of a second wave of a virus, you know, really trying to squeeze this in, um, especially with the fact that Major League Baseball wasn't feeling comfortable enough to even send us players, uh, made it uh, really, really difficult to... Uh, even kind of attempt to to have this. There was talk about it. There were schedules drawn up. There were plans in the works, but uh, it was really, really difficult uh, to kind of try and map everything out without a consistently known plan, especially with all the travel that we we would have to do as a minor league season and and the fact that we really couldn't have fans in the ballpark at all uh, to even kind of remotely start to nail down the finite details. And then, you know, finally they just had to make a call and say, hey, it it can't happen this year. Understand completely. David Kahn's with me. He's the voice of the West Virginia Power, and uh, I was looking forward to at least hopefully getting some power action back if uh, we could pull this off and keep everyone safe. Uh, I was going to ask you if we would have to um, check in on you from uh, Appalachian Power Park as the team would be on the road. Would would that be the procedure, the way they're doing it in the major leagues? Uh, you know, those we didn't of, even get that far. Yeah. honestly, that we didn't we didn't even get that far. Uh, I was thinking about it, but it, we never even kind of got to that point. Uh, there were so many hurdles that we had to get through, and we just we were never able to get through them. 
David Kahn with me from the West Virginia Power. Um, and not much more we can say, really, on this. Uh, I don't know where... <laughs> Unfortunately where we, not. Yeah. Unfortunately not. Um, of course, uh, we'll have more on this uh, as uh, the story progresses. David will be back with us, hopefully, in a, uh, a happier note here in the next few weeks. And, <laughs> yeah, I mean, in a few weeks, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll revisit each Give other. Give time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a couple of weeks. I mean, now you got to go... I mean, you think this was tough. Now you got to go face Morehouse. Um CJ Harvey, Anna yep. Tarula, you got to face them. They're all crowding them. around me. They're all crowding around me as we speak right now. Are they really? So can we can we just hold them up for a couple minutes? Uh, no, no, we we can unfortunately. So I mean, we no, we can, we can. Anna, Anna wants me to tell you what's good. I love Anna. That's say she's my she dude. She loves you. She's that's my dude. By the way, I don't know if you knew that. That's my dude. I you tweeted that. I saw it. Yeah, yeah she's my dude. Um, I Is mean, I like live. Yeah, we're still alive. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're still live. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know Absolutely what? Good. Is, is is Harvey there too? CJ is he there? Yes, yeah, CJ's right next to me. Okay, you know I like him too. Oh, Paul says he likes you. <laughs> he <laughs> says that's a first. <laughs> <laughs> Just the way you said that—that that delivery is was perfect. Com- I mean, it's what I do for a living. Yeah, so. <laughs> I mean, yes, that was good. Of course, you know, I revere Keith Morehouse if he's there. So, you know, we we won't. E- no, don't even say anything. Keith is not here, but I was talking to Keith earlier today. Yeah, don't say because that that would embarrass him. Because I would joke no, around we, with him. We have we have the wonderful Blake from uh, from WSAZ is uh, is here instead of Keith. Okay, okay, that's that's you know that, that's fair enough. Okay, uh, David Conn's with yeah. me. Hey, you got to go do TV. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate I you. Do. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I know this is tough uh, for you and for everyone involved, but. Uh, you know, hopefully we can get past all this, and uh, we're talking baseball here uh, together again next season. Of course, uh, you will return yeah. here in a couple of weeks. That's true. Uh, thank you, Paul. I appreciate it. And to the Charleston community, uh, you know, a heartfelt condolences from all of us here that we can't provide baseball to you this year. Uh, truly, from the bottom of our hearts, this hurts us in many ways, and we certainly can't wait to get back to it in 2021. David, come. I guess we'll be talking to you soon, David. Thanks, buddy. All right, Paul. It's David Kahn. Um, trying to cheer him up a little bit. Uh, yeah, it's tough. Stuff losing a team. And, of course, you ultimately understand the reason behind it. It's the health and safety and the uh, well-being of the players involved. That's more important than anything. The thought alone of risking these players, if you can't bring them on the field safely, you don't do it. And, of course, it's going to be detrimental. I mean, the West Virginia power, an important part of the fabric of Charleston community and beyond for those of you who love baseball and would attend a game. Also the economic impact alone, that's going to take um, a slight hit to the economy in Charleston. So definitely a tough day all around for major league baseball. We're going to get our first break in. We'll come back. We got more to get into. It's the drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back. It's the Tuesday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The phone line is open for you now at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Our phone line this hour brought to you by Miller Lite. Hold true. Great taste. Only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. Coming up on tomorrow's program, the player coach of Heard That, Ott Elmore. 
GM? Is he is he not player coach as well? Is he just going to GM? All three, Spencer Dupuis informing me that he, GM, player, coach. It's a lot of titles for Ott. He's on the program tomorrow, and uh, we're getting set for the basketball tournament, which is coming up starting this weekend. We get the times. I've got several days of basketball action. Of course, I'm just going to go over the first couple of days as the next round will be determined if heard that advances and if we care after this point. They're going to advance. I'm, I'm not worried. But July 4th is when all the action begins for Herd fans. July 5th, as the 10 seed, the fill-in team in the 10 seed spot, Team Jimmy V will face off against the 23-seeded Herd That. And that game is going to be at 2 p.m. on July 5th on ESPN. So I'm sure a lot of us are going to be all watching and tweeting at the same time, watching Herd that take on Team Jimmy V. If the Herd wins, they will advance and they'll face off against the money team. So we're looking forward to all of this. Uh, broadcast crew has been announced. Uh, Fran Fraschilla, Seth Greenberg, Dan Dockich. Dan Dockich is going to be uh, Spencer Dupuy. You're screaming in the studio for those guys. Are you fanboying for Fran, Seth, and Dan? Uh, not going to lie, yes. I'm a big ESPN, you know, watcher, college basketball analyst. I like him. Seth Greenberg is a very insightful analyst. Let me explain. Now, he wasn't just like thumbs up and he was screaming out loud where only I could hear, no one else could hear because his microphone was off at the time. For Frischilla, Greenberg, and Dockage, they're going to lead the uh, teams. Um, this is going to be, um, of course, Called remotely, the future of sports broadcasting, where sportscasters don't get to go anywhere anymore. Um, Jen Hale is going to serve as the sideline reporter for all 23 games live from Nationwide Arena. Joining them, Bob Rathburn, voice of the Atlanta Hawks. Matt Martucci, voice of St. Joseph basketball. Uh, Chris Voster, uh, he calls games for ESPN, among other networks. Uh, this all going to be taking place on the family of ESPN stations. I think there's like a couple of games on ESPN two, and then the rest are going to be on ESPN. Is our guy Tim Scarborough a color guy for this? He was on the the pre-selection show. He is a color guy for this. Yeah, stadium guy. Nice guy to talk to. Nice guy to talk to. Why don't you get him on the show? I'll I'll try. Okay. I'll do use my resources. No try in this business is do or do not. I will use my resources okay. to do it. I mean, since you wanted to, you you were you're fanboying for him too, aren't you? It's okay, Spencer. Spencer is excited about this. Uh, he actually has been dying for some sport to come on the air. What soccer's not been good enough for you? I'm just not. You know, I'm just not a huge soccer fan. I don't. I've just never gotten into it. Not into it at all. No, and I, like I called games, soccer games, and you know, I I. I I enjoyed Marshall soccer. You know, half your friends are soccer fans, and half uh, half your friends ha- are like friends with the soccer team. Be careful. I, I'm just. I told you I like Marshall soccer. They they well, play really well. They play a great look. A I, great game. But that I was me years ago. Big, that was me years ago. Soccer guy. I was like, hey, I like Marshall soccer and nothing else here. No, I, I mean, got I got hate. You know, before hate was a, a a popular thing in sports, I got hate. My guy Wesley's a big Premier League guy. I'm just never. Okay, um, Never really people don't it. know who your guy Wesley is. Wesley Steele, uh, co-worker at WMUL. Okay, you got to remember, inside jokes don't work on, on this show. You gotta, you, 
Got it. He's an intern, kids. He's an intern. So uh, the basketball tournament coming up this week, and uh, Spencer's excited because next week, along with Bill Cornwell, in a schedule to be determined, Spencer is getting the keys to the Corvette. I'm getting the keys to the drive, right? You're getting the key. Don't wreck the drive. <laughs> I'm not. Don't wreck the drive, whatever you I'm do. I'm not going to. I don't want to come back in the new name of the show, The Wreck, after you you wrecked it. So don't, don't wreck the drive, okay? I mean – I got to get the car tuned up as it is in now and then. Let's not wreck the thing totally. So um, if if this uh, happens to be a victory for her that, Monday, Ott Elmore, right? John Elmore, Ott Elmore, all three? Ott Elmore, John Elmore, and Ryan Taylor, maybe even <laughs> Stevie Browning? I mean, See, you're excited. You're excited about this. I mean, this. I'll just get whoever I can. This is the most I've let you talk all internship. You know this, right? I mean, Yesterday and today, this is the most I've let week, you talk. Remember we had that discussion at the end of the show last week? The that the one about the uh, the Pittsburgh play by play guy. I'm just saying, we let you talk a lot on this program. Hey, I've not talked a whole lot. I know there was a reason for that. <laughs> there was a reason for that. Hey, the people got to get to know my voice. They mo- they're probably gonna hear me next week. Uh, maybe depends on the rest of this week goes how it goes. I said, don't wreck the drive. Whatever you do, Spencer Dupuy, intern. He's um his time is uh, coming. Up to an end soon with us. It's, it's wrap. When's your last day? Uh, like August sixth or seventh. I got a month and a week. Your last day is August seventh, I believe. Is that the Friday? Uh, whatever day that Friday is. Okay. Let me August seventh. August seventh. That is my last day. You get to host the show that week too. Well, there you go. Okay. So are you excited? There's my parting gift. That is your gift. You get the show. You get to host the show. That week, that final week, that means you have to book guests, book co-hosts as well. Book co-hosts? Yeah, Cornwell. Yeah, Cornwell. Cornwell. Hey, look, Bill Cornwell, Woody Woodrum, if he's available, you can get him in here for a good old uh, romp. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he can come back down memory lane with you. I mean, it wouldn't be memory lane with me. No, no, it would be. After after he was done with you, it would be memory lane. <laughs> look, that man's a that man's a fountain of, of, of knowledge in history, that he is. That he is he a is. fountain ever, of knowledge. If I ever see him in a game and I need to know something, he's the guy I go to. Yeah. Honestly, if there's something I need to know, Dr. Bailey always tell me, ask Woody Woodrum. He there, would know. There you go, Woody Woodrum. By the way, listens to the program. I saw the your little <laughs> He listens to the program <laughs> safely, six feet away. That's an inside joke, but we have to qualify that. All right, more on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You can listen to the show on demand anytime on your schedule. You don't have to tune in live at 5. It'd be nice if you did. But if you can't, you can get us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back to the Tuesday, June 30th edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So one of the things that... I've been a little concerned about with all of the restarts going on is outbreaks with student athletes. And unfortunately, not a student athlete, but we'll find out if there is here in the next few days because Kanawha County school officials have indicated that a member of the Sissonville High School football coaching staff, a positive test of COVID-19. 
So what has happened now, the practices for the week have been canceled. It's a precaution. Fortunately, the coach that tested positive worked with a small group of student athletes early last week. Those students have been contacted, so we don't know if there's going to be any follow-up as far as more reports. Those students, of course, now will more likely, if not already, be tested. Again, here's the um, here's the problem. You have so many unknowns and so many variables here when it comes to getting these student athletes together and getting these coaches together. I I'm surprised we haven't heard more about these type of situations with some of the area high schools. Fortunately, we haven't heard anything come out of Marshall University in the past few weeks. I think that's a good sign because Marshall's been very transparent when it comes to positive tests on campus, and I haven't heard of anything come out from the athletic department to indicate that there have been positive tests. Unfortunately, Marshall is not the football world because other schools, other institutions have got to do the same. And we're at that point now. We're getting close. We're getting close to when do we cross the line of no return or will things be pushed back? Are we going to see some sort of statement come out soon that we're going to push these seasons uh, back a little bit? I mean, there was some rumor going on in Kentucky, the high school ranks, that maybe basketball and football would get pushed back a little bit. Of course, the Kentucky High School Athletic Association comes out. They say, no, no, there's nothing to that right now. But there's those conversations being had. Are we going to start pushing these things back? And, of course, high school, what do we do here if it's more than one? What if we get multiple outbreaks? What if we have in the middle of a a week, a work week, a practice week? What if we have kids come down? And, of course, that means – you're going to have to pause everything. And if you've got a game scheduled and then you have all of a sudden several kids, they're out, guess what? You might lose that game. That game might have to be postponed or pushed back, and that's going to be the same situation here, but we just don't know enough just yet. And you would believe that coaches were doing everything they could to keep themselves safe because they're working with kids. You would think. Now, It depends on how the contact happened that led to the positive test. I'm not throwing any judgment on anyone, but still, if coaches that are trying to do their best to stay safe so they can be safe around their student-athletes, their kids that they work with, if this is going to be a possibility here, you got to be a little bit more diligent. And, of course, I know the whole issue comes down to Are people social distancing? Are people wearing masks? And the the honest answer is, no, not really. I see it, but not really. Not everywhere. You go to the grocery store, you go out in public, and you see people who are not wearing masks. Some people are, are maybe following the social distancing guidelines a little bit. Not everybody. I mean, there's some people who are wearing their masks, but still. I mean, we're getting to the point where, at least here locally, we might see it mandated again. And then there's been that push. A lot of social media, a lot of sports teams, a lot of people are starting to say, hey, look, do you want sports? 
if you want sports, wear your mask. And that's a message that I I think is brilliant, but it's not going to do anything. It's not going to do anything. People are going to say that and push, hey, you want sports? Wear your mask. Well, we've been saying that all along. If you want sports, you got to do the things that kind of limit the exposure we're, we're seeing here and limit the people who are getting infected here. We're trying to limit all those numbers. And that's where we're at now. We're, we're actually seeing on social media, please to, hey, why don't you do this so we can have football? Because we might not have football. We might not have basketball. I mean, we still don't know. I was reading a, a, a report, a story. Again, everything's off the record because I don't think you're going to see players in large numbers unless they really feel like they can say it, are basically saying off the record, yeah, like maybe 70 75% of NHL players, they are not really maybe on board with coming back. And, of course, hockey players are going to um, – they're, they're, they're viewed as tougher. They're viewed as tougher than your – your usual sports athlete. And if you've got numbers up to 75% of the NHL players saying, you know, really not too keen on doing this. I mean, what are the numbers in the NBA? Now, of course, every league is doing it different. And of course, we haven't seen a schedule yet from Major League Baseball. I know probably part of the problem, you've got travel. Travel's an issue. And you're traveling to and from Canada. There's an issue there, and let's be honest, Canada's doing it a lot better than the United States, and they've got issue, I'm sure, with the travel restrictions. When the EU opens back up, guess what? They're going to restrict citizens from the United States. You're not going to be traveling from here to there, not that you would be anyway at this time, but they're not going to let you in because the United States is now really the hotbed for this, where the hotspots are, one of them anyway. And so there are some of the problems here. Yeah, are we going to have? The, by the way, the hub cities are down to four. It's the two Canadian spots, and you're going to see I think it's Las Vegas and Chicago also. So hub cities in the NHL down to four. Can't do this like a campus the way the NBA was able to. I mean, you don't have a, a Disney hockey facility to, to do this. And, and wouldn't that be something if you could? You could just have a campus. And, and again, it's not a bubble. We have come to the realization that they have reworded the term to make everyone feel a little bit better about it. It's a campus. And I know there's still some concern putting yourself in that type of isolation for the remainder of the season and the playoffs. For me, you're locking me up at Disney for a little while. Okay. I'm good. I'm good with that completely. 877-420-1340. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. we got more on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Tuesday edition presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. It is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. If you're worried about football season, be worried. We don't know what's going to happen just yet. A couple other stories that uh, I wanted to get to today. New Mexico State closing their athletics training facility. They had six students and one trainer testing positive for the coronavirus. They are just an example of 
what's going to happen if this gets into facilities at universities across America. This is a perfect example of that. The fact that they, and again, I don't know what their testing protocol looked like, so I can't speak to it. But you were hoping that these universities were following some sort of guideline, some sort of strict procedure. Again, I can only speak to what I know. And I know Marshall was pretty good about quarantining before you came in. You had to basically quarantine yourself. And then you came in before you could even get into practice or be part of the population. You were going to be tested. And if you didn't pass that test, you were going to be quarantined. And I think with the positive test early on, that sent a message to the rest of the student athletes that, hey, this is serious. You better protect yourself because, look, it can happen. It just happened. You've got three players and a part of the athletic staff testing positive. So now you have New Mexico State in their training facility, and they've got six students. So, again, I don't know what their protocols look like, but six students and one trainer testing positive. The problem here is um, they've been – hosting football players since the start of June. So what's the what's the protocol for them? Are they testing on a, a semi-weekly basis every other day? So they got in. They get into the training facility, and then they come up with the positive test. Six of them. And of course, when you're in close quarters with, with student-athletes, you know, you're – you can social distance all you want, but you're in close quarters. Eventually, there's going to be that opportunity for exposure. So how were they handling? And again, this is probably a wake-up call. If you're a student athlete, if you're if you're looking at these, if you're paying attention, if you're looking at this stuff, you're thinking, okay, um, this isn't over just yet, and it could happen here. Thankfully, we haven't seen that many reports coming out of Marshall of anything like this, so I'm, I'm pretty happy to hear nothing coming out of the university for that. And then we don't know what schedules are going to look like because we just don't know what the landscape's going to look like in the next few weeks. Of course, we're a couple months away from the start of football. It's going to be a little earlier for Marshall than everyone else. And so Marshall, that's a line that we're going to see us reach before. Will there be a rescheduling? Will there be a cancellation We'll know sooner than later, at least with Marshall, compared to the rest of the college football teams that are starting on time or you know, Marshall starting early, obviously. But just use this as an example. Uh, Southern University releasing a revised schedule. And I looked at this today, and you're thinking Southern. Okay, Southern University. Not really, um, not too many Southern University fans in the listening audience here, but still, Southern has a revised schedule, and I wasn't kind of exactly on board with how they're doing tickets. You can buy tickets, season ticket holders. You can get your tickets as early as July 6th. Okay. We're going to revise the schedule. We're going to open things up. You can get your tickets. Uh, individual tickets to games, unavailable. And guess what? That might not be an option. I think that's going to be the story across the college football landscape for many universities, if there are actual games. 
Will there be individual tickets, season tickets only? How will this be handled? And they have been up front a little bit. They're saying that um, they're monitoring, they're being cautious, but here's what they said to their season ticket holders. We do anticipate on having a 2020 football season. Thus, we will convene with the option of purchasing your season tickets as earliest as July 6th with limited payment options. If we are forced to cancel the season, you will have the capacity of requesting a refund. Okay, so if the season's canceled, you get a refund. That's pretty standard. But I didn't like this option. If the season is adjusted to a non-traditional season played in the spring or the schedule is shortened, a refund will not be awarded. So let me get this straight. I will pay you full price for the season ticket. I'm going to give you the full amount that you want. And if there's no season, I get my money back. Okay, cool. If there's a shortened season, I don't get a prorated amount back. Not cool. There's no option here. Maybe I missed it, but there's no option to say, okay, let's push that forward. We'll put that towards next year's season ticket purchase. None of that. It's just, hey, if we adjust the schedule... You get four games instead of six. You get three games. Eh, you know, you're guess what? Hey, thanks, thanks. You you bought your ticket. Or if they adjust it. If so, if you buy your season ticket and then they adjust the schedule, if it's moved, and this is what they said, if it's moved. So they're already planning if they have the season in the spring. If that's an option for them, you don't get your season ticket money back. So if you're playing in the spring. And that means to me, but one, that's on the table. How many schools put that on the table, I don't know. But if that's on the table, it could be an option for others that maybe we're seeing a spring season. Football in the spring. Wouldn't that be cool, though? Spring football? I don't know if college athletic departments across the country would like that, but I, I kind of like it. It would be interesting, to say the least, to have football in the spring. I mean, maybe you push basketball back a few months, and then you have basketball later, and then you have football in the spring. Again, that's been talked about on different levels as far as when to play these sports. Let's push baseball back as well. Wouldn't that be cool? I think we should push baseball back a little bit as well. Have that in a a different, uh, different time. A few weeks. Hey, let's get to some warmer weather here. I'm, I'm all for that. As long as they have an option to play, the same time, though, is we just don't know. We can't anticipate. But that just, I read that today and it's like, okay, moving their schedule. Okay, you know, pretty standard here. Refund. Okay, pretty standard. Oh, by the way, if we move the season, you don't get a refund. And if we shorten the season, you don't get a refund. That's not, I wouldn't buy a ticket unless I was just diehard. I love Southern University football and I had to be there. I'm not buying a ticket. I'm not doing it. At least when you saw what Marshall proposed with the tickets, like, hey, here it is. You can buy tickets. That continues. If we don't have a season, you get a refund. If the schedule's adjusted, you know, we're going to work with you here on it. Marshall was pretty upfront here. And again, there's the option of, you know what, you can carry over. We can carry over to the next season. We can donate that money if you want to give that university gift that you've been thinking about. Here it is. 
we'll just give that as a gift, and then we'll go about our uh, our daily lives until we ask you for money for the season ticket next year. And there were options there for the Thundering Herd and the fan base. I mean, if you're going to take a chance on buying season tickets, at least there's a safety net there. I mean, that was, I thought, key in putting together a package to put out there because we know ticket sales are going to be important for Marshall Athletics. And if there is any chance that ticket sales are going to be lower and there is that opportunity for a, let's just say, a reduced schedule or that opportunity for maybe less capacity or less sick tickets being available, you know, there's going to be a shortage in revenue. Of course, you know, you've seen it elsewhere as well. You've seen it detailed, several paper reports, several media reports. We've talked about it as well as far as what the budget will look like and the cuts that the university is making, not just to the athletic department, but across the board with academics as well. And you're going to see that more and more. And, of course, what's student enrollment going to look like? Are we going to have a closed campus where it's going to be virtual? Are we going to have social distancing? Are we going to have students on campus for a, an abbreviated schedule and then remote learning the rest of the way? I don't know what the schedule is going to look like, but unfortunately we are going to be up in the air with it until we get closer and closer to that line. Eventually we're going to have to cross that line and we're going to find out what happens. That's going to do it for this edition. Back tomorrow. Hopefully we don't have anything as um, terrible to tell you about like minor league baseball killing the season. David Kahn thanks him for coming on the show. Appreciate him. Uh, this is tough. That was tough today to talk to him because uh, I know he was, um, I know inside he was, you know, that was that was bad news. I mean, it's, it had to be done, but at the same time, that was just, it wasn't good. It wasn't good today. Uh, you know, I, I, I understand, you, know, you lose a season. Back tomorrow here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Good night. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.